Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Him and DK Wow. You think so? Well, it is June 1st. And when it's June 1st, now in the NFL, that starts to be, all right, now we start to get into that part of the offseason where you start seeing some moves because teams can start manipulating their cap a little bit. Transaction Monday. And that is, right, exactly. And, and that is when you start seeing, well, all right, some big names that could move, Julio Jones being one of them, and we're hearing now all the different rumors about where he could end up, and also Aaron Rodgers and what happens with him. But before we get to that, Let's continue what we were just talking about when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. And not only does Mahomes uh, have this ambition of going 20-0 and 0 this season, he also, considering all the rumors involving Aaron Rodgers, and we were talking about it earlier, mm. ending up perhaps in Denver, mm. AFC, in that division. And Patrick Mahomes, he's not, he's not ducking that smoke. He's like, oh, oh, I have to deal with him twice a year? I'm okay with that. I mean, obviously, it'd be it'd be awesome. I mean, to have that challenge every single every every two times a year, um, every single year, uh, it would be a great great opportunity. I mean, he uh, he's a heck of a football player. He's been doing it for a long time. That I've I've watched play and, and learned a lot from. Absolutely. Um, but uh, uh, definitely, if he came to the AFC West, it would just make it a little tougher for us. But yeah. we, we're up for the challenge. You think of that too, like like he feels pretty like comfortable with it. Like yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, I mean, bring well, it. He's feeling this. What do you bring it? But what do you what do you want him to say? Well, you know, I'm. Just, oh, no, but no. I don't know if I like it if Aaron Rodgers comes here. I just, Actually, it would be funny if he did that. Like, oh, <laughs> like, God, I mean, got to come over here, man. They've been yeah. killing this division. He answered that perfectly, right? Like, so, yeah, I would love for him to be here. It's obviously a guy I want to compete against forever. Like that isn't that what we love great players to do? Yes. I want to go through other great players yep. to show you that I am the greatest. I'm not going to run away from competition. Please bring it here. I welcome it. I mean, it's easy to say, too, when you have one of the best rosters, especially offensively, what they did for him to protect him this mm-hmm. year with the weapons on the outside. Like, yeah, bring A.A. Ryan over here. Let me show you what's up. You know, you go into an inferior organization. Um, I, listen, that would be so exciting, though, because now you have Herbert kind of like the dark horse inside of the division that's getting better as well. I mean, just think, man. Like, just the And the Chargers are a team that, that is actually in the rumors, although not as hot as some other teams, for Julio Jones. Imagine adding that piece. How many football, man? You would never run the ball. I mean, you got <laughs> to give, give it to Williams. You got to give it to, to Keenan Allen. Put Keenan Allen back into the slot. Um, the Chargers are, are, are improving rapidly, right? And, and it's easy to do that when you have a cheap quarterback. And, you know, they're, they're to be watched. You know, but I think they're a year or two away. But, you know, how great is the NFL right now just when you think about the quality of quarterbacks, right, and, and the young stars, right? It's kind of like the – the the maturation, like when I remember Big Ben came in, when Phillip uh, Rivers came in, when Eli came in, you just had a, a dose of just young, fresh blood in where you didn't know where they are going to be. You know, you look at just how young the quarterbacks of the future are. Whether you want to go Lamar Jackson, you want to go um, Burrow, you want to go Josh Allen. Like, it's going to be exciting for a long time. And it's, you know, it's going to be like duels, right? Look, 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 just look at the AFC East now with, with, with Zach Wilson, with Tua, you know, you, know um, you look at Josh Allen and you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones. It's just like you – know, Not yeah. Cam? Ah. <laughs> I mean, the, the uh, scam, whoa, Cam uh, – Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, no, Cam better not be skipping no balls early. You know what I mean? Because this is a user-friendly offense in New England. 
right, meaning that they have two of everything. They have probably the best offensive line in the game now. They have two great uh, receiving tight ends, and they have enough weapons on the outside. They have a deep threat in Nelson Aguilar, right? So, like, if Cam starts skipping balls and can't deliver the ball because he's not accurate, you know what I mean, with this defense, they're going to run the ball, play action pass. You know, they're going to use Cam up. I can see Mac Jones if he struggles, you know, game six, bye week, it sounds like they're setting him up to try to compete for the job. That's pretty clear. But Keyshawn feels, that, you know, this is Cam. He's going to be great. He's well, gonna Cam be will fine. have a shot up first. This yeah, is, he'll is, definitely get that shot man first. Man by versus dead by. <laughs> Which, and, and, and the That's younger guy is the dead by. That's, That's the funny part. You're talking about, you're talking about <laughs> right? you know, great, great, greatness comes in every shape and size, man. And Mac Jones is proof of that, man. It's like, bro, did you do anything? Pilates, anything. Like, come on. Pilates. No. Like, but you know it's going to be interesting, man. But how about but just going back to that division, the the, the West, and you think about yeah. if it's a, obviously the the you know hypothetical, but since you know Mahomes talked about it, the Chiefs still the class of the division. Mm-hmm. But with the I mean the Broncos, right? The Chargers, you know, that's a very interesting up and coming Herbert, you know, kind of team. And then there's the Raiders, who is always that wild card. Like, what are they? How much do you believe in them? You know, they they stick with Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, imagine Gruden having to deal with that division now with those quarterbacks. Think about it. Here's Gruden who loves quarterbacks, and his quarterback's the worst of the four in the division yeah. if, mm. if Rodgers ends up in Denver. He's, ne- he's never been in love. I mean, I think he, they would, that would force you know, um, Las Vegas to do something desperate. You know, and, and you know, still out there. I know it's kind of a story that's kind of you know, been muted a little bit. Deshaun well, Watson is still out there, right? And that's still, a, that's still something that's going to have to – be be reconciled as you look at what Houston's doing, signing more quarterbacks. But at some point, you know that well, guy's the league has to available. figure out what they're doing. Obviously, yeah. he's, right. they got to figure out the whole the process that he's going through right. on the legal side of things, and then the league reacts, and you go from there. So if, if the Texans, you know, I mean, it's just sit. And what wait. are they going to be? Yeah, yeah, this year is they're just going to have to sit and wait. It's probably the best thing with yeah. Deshaun. I can't see Deshaun Watson being a factor. Or yeah. At least this season, unless something dramatically changes with right. his situation. So, but the Raiders end up being that team in that division could be the. They have, and, and it's not like Carr's a bum. Right. Right, Bart, you you always make a bum's list. Would you wouldn't put Derek Carr on, on a bum's I list? I would not. Would you? He, he's that he's that second to third tier quarterback, right? Because right? you only have a couple. You have three or four that's like on us on his own level, right? Then you have that second tier. He would be like at the bottom of the second tier quarterbacks. So I would put him slightly behind like guys like Dak Prescott, you know, above Kirk Cousins. But, you know, he's he's just good enough to make you average, right? He he puts you on that 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 hamster wheel where you're just treading water. You're not going anywhere. You're not gaining ground, you're not losing ground. So let me ask you guys this. If if Rodgers if Rodgers sits out he doesn't show up for camp, and they don't trade him. Let's let's now remove the hypothetical of the of the Broncos. I mean, is it they're, they're zero three? You got Jordan Love; he's clearly not ready. Does Gutekunst remain the villain, or eventually does the fan base turn on Aaron Rodgers, as if to say, "You're on the team, you're on the roster, you refuse to play for us, you're leaving us out here, we're losing in a division that we've dominated that should continue to dominate when you look at it, right? The Bears might take advantage of it, but." How long before Aaron Rodgers and, – and if he, how about this? If he shows up after week three, he can get everything he wants. All right, I'll play, but I want this, this, and this. Like, who has the – who has – what would I say? The leverage. Oh, I feel like Aaron Rodgers point. has all the leverage here. He yeah. does? He has all the leverage. I mean, the decision's on him, essentially. Hey, do you want to sit out 
and pay us back X amount of millions of dollars, what is it, like 40 or 50 million, some, like some crazy number like that? Um, or do you want to go on your way or do you want to come back and play? Well, okay. You know, you guys are, you know, zero and three, really struggling. Still got great. You see that? Zero and three, you caught it, right? Uh-huh. You guys are struggling. You still got top tier talent out there like Devontae Adams. Yeah. Still got all the guys that want us to play. You want me to play? Okay. Give me what I want. <laughs> well, what like, do you want? It's like minutes. I want Brian G out of there. I've been on this side forever, and I know people are going to say, well, you know, if you committed to Brian Gutekunst and if you're going to start over and Jordan Love is your guy, then you have to stay the course. I'm not about staying right, the course if the know, course ain't working out. We know yeah. Aaron Rodgers, right? We, we, we've kind of, like, figured him out You've when he talks. You've had two franchise quarterbacks what, in the span of, what, 30 years? 30 years, Brett Favre, and now you have Aaron Rodgers. And you yeah. tell me you're not sure about Jordan Love and you're just going to hand the keys over to Jordan Love like that? It forces your rebuild quick, right? Yeah. And now it forces Green Bay to do something they've never done before, and that's be aggressive. If they lose Aaron Rodgers and that money comes off the books, their window to win a championship is closed, right? And they have to start all over again with what most general managers have is that five-year plan. Okay, how do we, you know, support Jordan Love, and then how do we get players around him that makes him better, that makes him a better quarterback opposed to, like, the quarterback usually making the other players around better, right? When you have a young quarterback, that's like the reverse, right? You got to have so much talent around him because you're not paying him that they make him better than what he is until he's ready to carry the load and you take some of those weapons away. Well, we, again, there's so much more to talk about on this topic, but it's, it's, we know Aaron Rodgers is not going to just come out and say, oh, I he want looks that unbothered. I'll tell you what, right now, man, he listen, will. he's a great poker player right now, man. He out there with the ukulele out there. <laughs> yeah, with the, with all the, the IG posts, oh, just man. relaxing. He out there living his best life. He's he on Jay Wills. Coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase... All right, so we'll add a Super Bowl champion to this conversation next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Julio Jones has made it clear he wants out of Atlanta, and his former head coach Kyle Shanahan was asked if the 49ers would be interested in trading for him. Well, yeah, we're always interested in improving our team. We'll we'll never just say we can't improve our team. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in with Jay Will. 
And on the Goodyear Hotline, Teddy Bruschi joins us right now. TB. Bro. Top of the morning to you, brother. What's up, guys? What's Good morning. Happening? Sorry, so we're, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and that whole situation because, yes, we are continuing to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And now that we're at the June 1st, yeah. it becomes, okay, now can something happen? We'll see. But, but here's a hypothetical, and I want to get your response to this. Again, thinking of it from you being in that locker room. Let's go hypothetical. I'm, I'm the Packers, and I'm like, I don't have to trade you. I'm not going to trade you. You don't want to show up. We're going to find you, and you're just going to sit out if that's what you want to do. But now we're 0-3 because Jordan Love just clearly isn't ready yet. And the thought is, well, Aaron Rodgers now has all the leverage. He can say, I'll come back. I'll help you, but you got to do all this stuff for me. Is he welcome with open arms in the locker room? Is there some frustration that, that would build because, hey, man, you just put us down 0-3. You didn't have to. You know, you could have been here at the start and you weren't, and now you're going to come in like the White Knight? What would be the response in the room? No, no, no. I, I don't think there's there's any frustration towards Aaron because if he decides to come back, you welcome him back. He's your teammate. And you know one thing right now, he's taking care of his business. And his business is if he's not happy, he's got to do what's best for him. I think that's as a teammate, you first understand that. And you want each player to get their best possible situation for them. You know, quarterbacks have that power that they can sort of dictate where they want to play, so you let that go. But if you're 0-3, I mean, you're not really, you're not literally blaming Aaron about it. You're almost, I mean, you blame the GM and the team for letting it get to this point, and you you blame them for, if it gets to that point, and Aaron is still hanging around out there as a possibility, and almost you know that he's not coming back through, you've talked to him, or he's a teammate, or he's a friend, you're thinking to yourself, what are we doing? I mean, if the guy doesn't want to be here, you're conflicted because you want him back and you understand why he's playing. You're playing hardball to where we're not going to let one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time just walk out the door. So we're going to do everything we can. But now I'm being asked every single week with every single loss, when do you think Aaron's coming back? So it's sort of like this carrot sort of dangling out there the entire season that, man, I'm thinking about Aaron. I'm thinking about Jordan. I got a job to do on defense, and now I'm conflicted that you won't, you won't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do in the offseason and making him happy. You created this, and now you're trying to do everything to fix it. All of a sudden, you, you've got all this conflict in the locker room, and no one's thinking about winning football games. Now, when you think about, you know, A.A. Ron, maybe potentially, you know, being gone, that was signaled that the, their Super Bowl window is closed. You know, at that point, when do you draw the line in the sand and say, okay, we have to go try and get us a veteran quarterback because Jordan Love may not be ready to play. And if he is going to struggle, we need to have a viable guy that can maybe we can put out there week one. Right. If, if we as teammates, Bart, know, or we know behind the scenes how, how stubborn Aaron can be and he's going he's gonna to drive his heels in and he's not coming back, you got to think that this organization is going to do everything they can to help you win now. Because, I mean, as much as you want to you wanna 
support Jordan Love and have him there and realize that he's got a lot of development to do, how much time do you really have? If it's your 10th, 11th, 12th year, it's like, what are we doing? So I can understand the frustration of the receivers. I mean, they're not showing up. They don't know who's going to throw them the ball. And you see all of the trickle-down effect that this is starting This is starting to cause. So they need to get as much as they possibly can if the goal now is to move on. Because a lot of players will think, hey, why don't we just move on and get everything we can because we still do have some good players here. I mean, we just lost a huge piece and you lost the MVP and you're probably right. Super Bowl, probably not realistic without Aaron Rodgers, but you got to move on somehow. Teddy, so let's talk about Julio Jones for a second. Obviously, a a big-time acquisition for any team. What team would be the best fit for him? If you were Julio Jones, where would you want to go? (laughs) I tell you, if I'm Julio Jones, I'm looking at who's going to throw me the ball. That's who I'm looking at. And is he going to make every team better that he goes to? Absolutely. I mean, if they can make the deal and have the room cap-wise, money-wise, I'm not an expert in any of that. But still, he would make anyone better. But Julio has to look at the situation for himself in terms of I've made a lot of money. Uh, I, he can, he, I think he can be confident, in my opinion, that he is a Hall of Fame caliber player. And so who's going to throw me the football and how many games are we going to win? If I were him, I'd be on the phone to Aaron Rodgers, and I'd be like, hey, man, what are you thinking? Can we make it a package deal? Because I want to come and catch footballs from you. So I think him thinking of who the quarterback's going to be and who's going to give him best, his best success to win a championship. Teddy Bruschi joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. I actually loved hearing Patrick Mahomes put it out there in the world. 20-0 and 0 is the one record that he wants. The perfect season, which we know. <laughs> yeah. You put it out there, as you would know, Teddy, okay. Oh, you do, huh? Okay, well, we're going to play you at week five. We're going to ruin that party for you, right? But he, but he puts it out there. That's the confidence level of it. So I love it as somebody in the media. Now i got something to write about each week. But for you as a, as a player, as a former player, do you like that he puts it out there? Or do you feel like that puts a target on him and the Chiefs? Well, I think Patrick knows they've got a target anyway. I mean, this is the most successful team in the AFC. I mean, he's gone through two of the toughest losses a player and a team can go through in terms of the Super Bowl loss, a championship game loss, but he's also got a championship. So he's got a championship in his back pocket. So it's like, you know, why not go for the championship? And I respect that, especially since I was on that journey for for 2007. And I understand the pressure that it brings, but the way that he expressed it to say that, you know, my goals, you know, we should be 20 and 0, basically win, win all the games. I mean, it's basically a, a lot of players feel that way. Tom Brady, a lot of us felt that same way in the locker room that year. We just didn't say it publicly. So I think Patrick knows what type of team and potential that they have. I think he has to realize, I mean, you get to 13 and 0, you get to 14 and 0, that pressure becomes real because you start to welcome you start to welcome the challenge. You start to speak about it, you know, internally and almost publicly about this is, this is possible and we want to achieve it because there will be discussions. This is what happens when you get to be that, that undefeated in that 14, 15, 16th week. People start to think, should we rest? Mm-hmm. Should we just make sure that we get our best chance to win a championship? 
And then so you're almost in there talking amongst yourselves about, I don't want to rest. We want to win them all. You're talking to your coaches. So you're letting all the outside forces now seep in and acknowledge them that you want to win every game. To where that, I remember that 16-0 game yeah. against the New York Giants. It was it was the most pressure-filled regular season game. It was more than some playoff games that I've played in my career. So the pressure gets real. But the real, uh, those players that welcome that are the ones, number one, that have won the championship before and just want to win the one that really would trump all the others. Yeah, you guys didn't talk about it really as much, but to, for, for Patrick Mahomes to put it out there, it's a great thing. But, again, from your experience and when you now yeah, you Yeah, we didn't that, talk about it publicly. No, no, no. no we, we didn't talk about though, it publicly, yes. but we talked about it. In, and we, I remember captains meetings being in there with Bill Belichick saying, don't take us out because you start to listen to everything that people saying about the rest and the best success to win a championship. It's like, no, nah, man, we've got two or three in our back pockets already. We want to win them all. So we're making sure coach that you know this and that 16 and 0 is important to us. So none of this we're up by 10, 17 points or whatever. You take us out in the fourth quarter because you want to have us healthy for the playoffs. And that's different. That's different as a player because you never worry about any of that stuff before. Bart knows this. You only worry about, like, you worry about doing your job and making tackles and doing all that stuff. But to make sure that you don't be taken out of a game, that's a different type of dynamic that you have in your mind. And that's a part of the pressure that I'm talking about as you attempt to achieve an undefeated mark. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's so fascinating to hear that from your perspective in it. But let me ask you this then real quick. Is is with the extra week now is an undefeated season in the NFL almost an impossible record at this point because of what it takes you again you got to the no, ultimate game oh you think it's doable I think it's doable I do um now you need good coaches you need good players you need good fortune <laughs> I'll tell you that that's a fact because even in that 16 and 0 mark there were games where you know, we're down by 10 in the fourth quarter. We get a call here. We get a call there. The ball bounces your way. It's like you still need that type of, I'll say, luck to actually win sometimes and to have that type of winning streak. You do need good fortune sometimes, but I believe absolutely it can be done. You remember one, Bart? Yeah, Monday night football before the Giants game. Uh... Some little crazy, outrageous <laughs> linebacker threw a flag in the stands, got fined 25 grand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why was y'all laughing at me so hard? It wasn't funny, Teddy. That, that, that hurt. Monday Night Football, that was our Super Bowl. You, guys, you, always guys, you guys always got so hot, man. It was so <laughs> We had the flag. No, we had the flag. We had Rex. We had Rex you had calling a timeout. Time yeah, right before all on fourth down. Right all on fourth down. Sneak, and you. And we and stopped you guys Stopped us. It, it, it would have been over. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the timeout is like, oh, we get another chance. We thought the game was over, and that those type of yeah. things have to happen. And I mean, you can say we should have been beat on that night. But it's just, it just certain things that happen that you got Bart throwing a flag out there, things going crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Hey, hey Jay, with fortune. that being said, do you, do you know how the season ended? Do you wish you guys maybe had had that loss because you could have got out the way and maybe refocused? Yeah, Bart, two, two different perspectives on that. If that was the first time 
I was going for a Super Bowl championship, that, that I, I might have, I might agree with you that one was, one was maybe resting a little bit would have refreshed our minds and all that stuff. But there were so many players on our team that had just been there before and done so, had so much success. I mean, we had win streaks like 21 games in a row. It was like no. We want to do something that had never been done before. And I know we had Randy Moss and we had uh, Junior Seau, and then we wanted to get them that first championship, but uh, it was the one, it was just that time we all knew that this was something that we wanted to make history. And um, that's why it upset me so much when the Colts turned it down a couple years later. And they were, we thought that, that I was watching, <laughs> thinking that, yeah, it was like, man, what I'm the heck like are Chuck, they man. doing? How like they not? How could they not want to do that? Um, stuff like that still bothers me, man. Yeah. Well, I needed that playoff money, so I'm glad they rested the players and let us uh, win in the second half. So I appreciate that. Ball on the budget, yeah, TV, that was great stuff. Great walk down. Great perspective. Great walk down memory lane as well. And, and I just I had to go to Bart on that one because it was <laughs> that's good. one play that will live in infamy. Bart had an indirect role in a lot of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Forrest Gump, man. I was like a lot of big moments in history that nobody really realized. Oh, man. <laughs> True, man. Teddy, great stuff this morning. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Teddy. Fellas, good talking to you. All right, Teddy Teddy Bruschi on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up, we run the point, including why Steph Curry might be still having an impact on the playoffs from home. That's after SportsCenter. Sports Center right now. So the Sixers miss a chance to sweep the Wizards last night. They lost game four, 122-114, but the bigger loss could be Joel Embiid. He left the game with a knee injury. He'll have an MRI today. Now game five is Wednesday in Philly, and Doc Rivers gave a prognosis. He's the coach of the Sixers, by the way. A prognosis on Embiid. That's concerning. Doc, is there anything that you can do coaching-wise? Does the thought cross your head at all to take him out of the game there? No. Why not? You want me to take Ben Simmons off the floor? No, I mean, I got to ask the question. I will pass on that one. He's pretty good, so I'll pass on that suggestion. Oh, well, that's actually about Ben Simmons and how they were fouling him on purpose because he's 5 for 20 from the free throw line in the series. But Doc Rivers said, yeah, no, I'm going to keep him on the floor. He just needs to make some free throws. On the ice up in Canada, Maple Leafs break hearts again. (laughs) Stop me if you've heard this before. So the Montreal Canadiens win Game 7 in Toronto, coming back from a 3-1 deficit in the series. Yes, the Leafs collapsed once again. It's their eighth straight loss in a potential series clincher. They've lost a winner-take-all game in four straight postseasons, so Montreal moves on. In the world of tennis, Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open. Now She did this after announcing on social media that she's taking some time away from the court to focus on mental health after she decided to skip mandatory media obligations after matches. This is after her first round match. She was fined $15,000 for declining to talk to the media. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. That's the call.
That's an alternative off flex. You know what yeah, I mean? I appreciate like that. You know about that flex offense? You you teaching me? I, I, I knew the uh, the uh, four the four, well, four corners, four corners. Yeah, four corners. Dean Smith, you mean? Yeah. like the one he's running back in the sixties. I forget what it was uh, <laughs> when I was in high school. We used to have like all four of us down there. Then when you go to the opposite top of the free throw line, you set a pick, come up screen. Then you had a back pick come from the other side, get the easy layup. Okay. You think Barton when he played high school basketball was he a screener or was he a scorer? Oh, he was a screener. They, he was a screener? Bro, they used to call me three meals. Hit seven threes in the game, bro. Are you a screener and three-point shooter? Yeah. Well, I was in one game. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, and they was calling me three meals. I was feeling myself. Next game, over. Zero meals. Over. <laughs> boink, boink. <laughs> but that one game was good for your percentage. That's listen, all that matters. I was, listen, I was only 185 when I was in, in high school, though. Okay. I was, so I was a little dude. I was about your size now. Whoa. 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 <laughs> hey, what was uh, – I was a little whoa. dude like you are now. That's what he said. I, I'm, you know, how do you take him I'm that? 200 pounds. I'm I was solid. Late. Okay, okay. I'm 6'2", 200. The head heavier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I've been around Keyshawn long enough. That head gets heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Retaining water on that thing. <laughs> All right, Jay, run the point for us. All right, let's go. Let's kick things off with number five. Number five. Pent-up pandemic issues. Mm. We are not zoo animals. Mm. I'll say it again. We are not zoo animals. Fan last night got tackled on the court, running onto the court. 76ers game, Wizards game. I get it. You're crazy. You're pent-up aggression from the pandemic. Stop doing this. Popcorn on Russell Westbrook. The Utah Jazz situation where they attacked John Morant's dad, calling him a certain word. You wonder why Donovan Mitchell potentially has stress issues in Utah long term. Kyrie Irving having a bottle thrown at his head. Trey Young getting spit on. We are not zoo animals. Let's enjoy the entertainment, but let's let the entertainment do its job without interrupting it. That's number five. Thank you for giving me your time. Hopefully you're listening. Let's move on. Number four. Number four. Steph Curry. It was about four years ago doing college basketball. I'm watching a game. I'm watching this dude have 21, 9, and 7 at the half. And I'm like, damn, is that, is that Steph? Hmm. No. No. His name was Ice Trey. Oh, he was Ice he Trey was back somewhat, then? He was similar to Steph. I'm like, uh, a lot of similarities there. But the way he could dance with the ball, do you know what he's doing against the New York Knicks? I mean, he's averaging 27.5 points a game. Where's the I'm defense? talking to you, Allen. He's averaging 10 assists per game. I'm well aware. I mean, Thank and think you. about this. Year three, for, year, year three for him, averaging 25, 9, 44% from the field. Steph in year three only played 26 games. So we'll go to Steph year four, averaged 23 points per game. But he shot better from the field, 49% from the field, 46% from the three-point line. So the numbers still have to go up for Trey from a shooting percentage perspective. From yeah, the he was field 4 goal. of 14 from three in game four. I mean, let's not compare him to Steph Curry, though. Whoa, timeout. I just said there's shades of it. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to be Steph 2.0. Okay. I'm just saying his game reminds me of that. And by the way, the numbers, with the exception of just shooting percentages, he's scoring more points. He is, he's he's put up more points in year three. Year two, he, yeah. he averaged 29.6 points last year. Now, I don't want to interrupt. I just want to add this part. We had his dad on, Trey Young's dad on last Rayford. week, and he gave you all kinds of credit for really starting a lot of the excitement about Trey Young in college because of a tweet you I'm put out. Saying, so he wanted to thank you. Is it cold in here? Yeah. Or is that just the Knicks feeling? Yeah, it's going to be hot at the Garden tomorrow next, night. Next round, saying, next round, oh, he's going to get there, If there's one up. game he's looking forward to locking it down, it will be at MSG yeah, well, tomorrow night. We'll see. Yeah, you will see. going to bring the elbows. <laughs> you will gonna see. going to bring my elbows. <laughs> All right. Number three. <laughs> Number three. 552 days. Woo. 500 
in 52 days, Bart. 52. You know, put some respect on his name. I'm just saying, Kevin Durant went 552 days between NBA games with the worst injury in sports, Mm. the Achilles injury. In his first season back, he missed half the year. He's 32 years old, and he's still leading the playoffs, averaging 34.8 points per game with a career-high postseason true shooting percentage of 69.6%. Ridiculous. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm yelling. Do you know how hard it is to do? So when people say, and I made this comment too during NBA Countdown, I say, look, if he wins another championship, if he wins another finals MVP, he will be part of only five people in the history of the NBA to do that. He will be inching towards. I'm not saying he's in it. He will be inching towards the GOAT conversation. Stop it. He will be inching towards it. I'm not saying he's in it. I'm not saying he's next to LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Damn. So what if he gets two? Does that put him next to LeBron? I mean, it's going to put him really close. It's going to put him up there. And I don't care how people say he did it. Oh, he's a ring chaser. Look at the damn numbers, people. Right. Put some respect on his name. Stop it with these polarizing conversations. Oh, he did it with stuff. The numbers speak for his damn self. And listen, his numbers are different than anybody's, right? Much like Augusta where you don't see any squirrels. I've never seen Kevin Durant sweat. <laughs> I've never seen him sweat. Show me a clip with Kevin Durant sweating. I'm just saying. And you don't, I don't hear KD talking about his Achilles injury, do you? Ooh. I don't hear him talking about anything. I don't see any just impact hooping. at all. Okay, He's I'll leave it like that. Next Jay, up, Jay, clear your throat. 552 days. Woo. Number two. Clear your throat. Number two, the Terminator has a pulse. What? What? <laughs> what? Yes. He has a pulse? That red eye, it came out. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. He's starting to become alive because the last three games, I see Kawhi Leonard go to work. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of shades of Max Kellerman coming back oh. saying, oh, he's with the best player in basketball. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. he is. I'm not saying that. But the last couple of games, he's mm. been playing like that. Last three games, averaging 36 points per game. Oh, he's only shooting 72% from the field. 72%? What? <laughs> Giving people buckets 36 points on 72% shooting? Man. And then he's shooting 61% from the three-point line? I mean, look, Luka has injury. I get it. Ty Lue said it. He doesn't think that the three-point shooting can sustain for the Mavs. They haven't he's sustained. Right. But, damn, Kawhi Leonard's looking good. Yo. We may be – we may be calling the Western Conference Finals because I'm, I'm like, please send me back to L.A. Send me to L.A. <laughs> but I might be going to L.A. to see the Clippers Ooh. instead of the Lakers. Oh. Potentially. Just saying. You know what Kawhi said when they went to Dallas? Huh? I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. All right, next up. Number last one. <sighs> this, is a, this is a big one. I can mm. turn the page for this one. Okay. Take a minute. Take oh, a this minute. got his own page. It's got its own page here. Yeah. This is Space Jam 3. Space Jam hmm. 3. Three. Has it came out yet? Three. But you've seen Space Jam 1. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Space Jam 2 yet, Got but it. it's about to happen. And that's where LeBron James takes Bugs Bunny, Marvin the Martian, Porky Pig, Underrated. Tweety, Underrated. Tasmanian Devil, <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez. He takes them to a different level. Ah. He elevates their game so they can beat the squad. Overcome. Are we going to see the reality version of Space Jam 3 starting tonight with LeBron James against his sons. Hmm. Look at the cast. No disrespect to the cast. I love Alex Caruso. He, can, he, can, he earns every <laughs> damn Fudd. dollar. I, I love him. Earns Elmer every Fudd. damn dollar, right? right? I love Kyle Kuzma, right? Like, 
He always looks the part. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever you want to call him, whatever character fits that Pepe role. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, fine. Give him all the – hey, I'll give you another one. You know, I love KCP. Who's KCP, Al? Oh, I don't know. Give nice. me one. Uh, hey, Marvin no. and Martian. He can be okay, Marvin Martian. Give me Marvin okay. and Martian. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'll take Marcus All. He's out there just treading around. <laughs> give me another one, Alan. Yo You're on the spot. You're on the spot. Great. <laughs> it's time, LeBron. Space Jam 3 needs to happen right now. The reality version. Take this team – Elevate them to new heights, and let's start doubling, tripling, quadrupling down. And all the people that use all their hate against you, mm. oh, he's never MJ, blah, 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 MJ won. All right, I'm on LeBron's side. I ride with LeBron. I think he's the greatest player of all time. It's time to showcase that right now, starting tonight. Wow. I love that comparison. That's a great one. Just start them all right because you and beat the hell out of your chest. You okay? Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all up, fired up I got about hyped that. Up. Jay's running the point rankings brought to you by Dell. Dell Technologies summer sale event can save your business up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. Rise to the challenge. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Is Rogers just being ridiculous? That's after Jay has this from Straight Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed that Straight that Talk. Great. Five down, five flicks. I just made up a new play because I had another five to it. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Football is a team sport, but right now this is a one-on-one battle, and Aaron Rodgers is winning it. Who is actually the biggest loser here? It's Jordan Love. Aaron definitely knows how we feel about him. Hopefully he can get him back in the building at some point. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. KJZ ESPN Radio. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. 
in right now. And Dan Graziano joining us here on set. Mm-hmm. Very nice. special. Give him Slim straight talk. Trio, straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How are we doing? Well, we're good. Uh, it's June 1st, though. Yes. And all, all I've been hearing about is how important June 1st is in the NFL calendar when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones. So I'm waiting with bated breath for something <laughs> to happen today. Explain to us why today is an important date. Got to wait a few more hours because right. it's post-June 1st, right? And so after 4 o'clock Eastern today uh. when they close the business. Anyway, after June 1st, uh, salary cap implications for teams get a, a lot more manageable, right? So you hear about, like, the post-June 1st cut. They cut a guy in March, but they designate him post-June 1st. That's so they can spread the dead money salary cap hit out over two years instead of taking it all this year. So, but there's no such designation for trades. The trade actually has to take place after June 1st for that to happen. So in the case of Julio Jones, if they were to trade him right now, the Falcons, they would take a 23 and a quarter million dollar dead money hit on this year's cap for Julio Jones. If they wait till tomorrow to trade him, it's 7.75 million this wow. year. And then they, they got to charge the rest of it on next year's cap. Deferred, right. But next year's cap is going to go up and, and their situation won't be as dire. So that's why post June 1st, same in, in the case of Aaron Rodgers, but uh, bigger numbers, obviously, because of the quarterback, but uh, mm-hmm. that's why post-June 1st matters to these deals. So uh, with, with this in mind, everybody mm-hmm. knows the business, could there be deals in place and then, well, let's just wait and we'll execute this on June 2nd, or is there is there you know, even tampering on that? Well, I, I think, yeah, the league would not look kindly on that, but, I mean, we know there have been discussions. Right. Like, if you're the Falcons, you could plausibly be having discussions right up until 4 o'clock this afternoon and then make a deal, you know, take the best deal on the table at that point, and nothing will have been – no rule will have been broken, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the deal has to take place and and um, and go into the system after June first for it to matter in terms of the cap. But I think the Falcons, I think it could move quickly with Julio Jones. They need the cap space. They don't have the cap space to sign their <laughs> draft picks, like right. their their current draft class that they just picked. Those guys aren't under contract, so they actually need it. Rodgers, I think, drags out because uh, it's a different situation. They're not motivated to trade him they don't want to trade him Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas the Falcons the Falcons may not want to trade Julio Jones but they've come to terms with the fact that they have to now Arthur Blank is one of these hands-on type of owners that love his players right I would think that he would look at Julio like a son he would want to do the right thing by Julio I don't think Julio has a no trade clause right but you know would do you think that the Falcons would, would potentially take a lesser package to make sure that Julio lands in a destination where he can have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl or are they going to take the best compensation and do what's best for the organization yeah work with him a little bit right where would you like to go I I think they'll I think they'll involve him in the discussion to some extent but I don't think they would turn down a a superior offer from a different team just to give him what he wants they've been asking teams as recently as yesterday for a first round pick (laughs) they want somebody to give him a first round pick and take the whole salary 15.3 million that's comical Right, so they're probably not going to get that. So right. they probably end up getting a second or maybe even a future first, right? Like we hear the Rams a lot. The Rams' next first-round pick isn't until 2024. <laughs> do you take that one and then still say you got a one if the Rams are willing to pay the whole salary? What? Or do you end up taking a second-rounder from somebody else or from them no. uh, and, and working with them on that? But, um, yeah, I think it could happen quickly. They have a mini camp next week. They don't want him there right. possibly getting hurt and think scuttling about, this whole thing. You think about that 24 pick. All right, Julio Jones will be how old? Right. Right, Matt Stafford will be how old? 30. Where would the Rams be five. by then? Yeah. That might actually be a more valuable pick 
in the future, the question is, of course, is how anybody Rams, around to – How do Rams fit how is the Rams fitting that in their salary they don't, They can figure that out. Look, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very Rams kind of thing to do, right? Like this Rams they're all management. In. This right. all they, in. I mean, they go yeah. – anybody who's out there, they're in on it. So uh, they'll, they'll take a swing. I, I think they've been involved along with some other teams. Patriots, I think, are probably lurking here. No, I wouldn't rule really? them out what at all. What about Seattle? Because that intrigues me a lot. Yeah. I mean, you think about maybe Metcalf. You think about the two biggest beasts physically – in the league, you yeah. think Metcalf and then putting Lockett oh, in a slot. I mean, that would make Russ happy and have Sierra cooking at the fish market <laughs> for maybe the next five years. She's not going to be trying to get up out of there like she is now. This is Yeah, right. This is Russell's dream. I don't think Seattle ends up being able to do it. You know, I've talked to a couple teams that have kind of said, you know, we've had sort of these pie-in-the-sky discussion. Wouldn't it be great to be able to get a guy like this? And then ultimately they sort of decide that between what you have to give up and what you have to pay him, it just doesn't work for gotcha. them. And I think Seattle probably ends up being a team like that. I mean, unless the price really, really drops, but gotcha. I, don't, I don't think it will. Let me ask you something that you, you said yesterday that, that I really caught my attention. We played it earlier about Aaron Rodgers being ridiculous. That oh. really, you know, that we argue about leverage. Who yeah. really has the leverage? Does he have leverage if they go 0-3 and, and, and they, they don't trade him and he sits out and now all of a sudden it's like, Aaron, please come back. Like, what do you want? Like, does it become that? Does he have the leverage there? Or do they just have to trade him eventually, even if they don't want to trade him right now? Well, I think, you know, it's not a matter of what do you want. They have offered him a, a, a new contract, a contract extension. They just haven't – it hasn't been something he wanted. If the problem he has is that he really doesn't want to play for them anymore. Yeah. Like, the, like he, he hates the GM so much that the thought of winning a Super Bowl for him well, turns his stomach. Why don't they fire him then? Right. Maybe you he just fire the GM because the player wants you to. That's well, that's a slippery slope. It certainly right? is, a, but yeah, it is yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I had uh, somebody text me last week about this. I said they're not going to fire the GM for Aaron Rodgers, and the text was, "On one hand, why wouldn't they? Yeah. On the other hand, how could they?" <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like I mean, right? You can't solve it. Yeah. Just give control of your team to a player. Um, the, the NFL owners I know are very conscious of, of how the extent to which that happens in the NBA, and they don't want to go down that road. So, well, yeah, I'd be surprised yeah, if, they, that, if they made that, 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 that That, of course, is to me, again, when, when I'm looking at that situation, that is the absolute biggest concern is, or, or biggest question is the leverage aspect yeah. and also yeah. what they end up doing you know, uh, in the end, trade or not trade. We just got about 30 seconds to yeah, go, so, Mario. So, Omar. so, so the, the situation has gotten ugly, but when does it get disrespectful, right? Because somebody has to be the villain. Somebody's got to be mm -hmm. a, a willing vi villain and got to go all in. So at what point do you see, at like, what point of the, ten uh, seconds does here. it get that way? Dang. Whenever the Packers are convinced, he really won't come back. Perfect. After a year That's and a half away, pro, one of the NBA stars is back on top. We'll discuss.